I it took a lot of thinking, but I think I figured out who Ace would be when playing Overwatch. And I think he would be a really good Pharah, and he'd be making Luffy play Mercy for him. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right. I don't know about the Mercy part, but you're definitely right about the Pharah part. <laughs> because, just because I feel like Luffy is too, like, headstrong, like they, they'd both be charging. Like, they, mm. neither of them would play support no matter how many tanks you have. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there's also an addendum I had to Luffy. He'd be playing with Luffy, and uh, Ace would do really good in a round as a certain character and switch to someone else the mm -hmm. next round, and then Luffy would play as a character Ace was just okay. playing as. <laughs> We're going to revisit this conversation in about, like, 700 episodes. Um, <laughs> just, and I, I can't say any more, but... <laughs> Um watching one piece. Anyways, uh so uh my name's Joe. I'm joined by uh Overwatch theorist Jory and we are watching one piece. Uh, so, oh fuck! Alabasta started. We're, they they made it <laughs> yeah. to Alabasta. Um, there's a lot of filler that doesn't feel like filler, um, because it's it's weird how the team with this arc sort of used filler to preemptively inform you about things that are actually in the show. Yeah. For the most part, um, there's I think Ace fights someone who isn't um important. That, that's just filler filler but um but only kind of it still leads up to why ace just was there and then disappears yeah um <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get into that because um the first thing that happens is we meet uh mr two or rather the straw hats meet mr two because we're familiar with him well right away actually it starts off with um crocodile like right at the beginning of the episode Oh, what's he doing? Even before. It just shows him, it just shows uh the pirates are attacking a village, and I'm saying this is saying this with big quotations mm -hmm. because it hasn't been revealed yet, but I have a feeling that he either hired them or got someone to make to help him look like a good guy. Right. And he and then it shows like a whole bunch of sand, and then the pirates turn into zombies, and everyone's like, Crocodile the savior, he's our hero. He's so great. For murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> he murders the bad guys. Yeah, that's... Um, anyways. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a lot of politics in this episode, I can feel it. <laughs> I'm going to try and avoid it, unless it's like a funny thing, but... Make damn. Alabasta great again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's really like... There's a point, like, to towards the end of what I watched, it's like too real <laughs> it's oh my god it's it is particularly <laughs> real um they they meet mr two they meet mr who two who has, has an interesting devil fruit yeah he has the clone clone fruit which i guess if he touches someone i don't know if he has to directly touch their face to do it i think but it's if just he, in general if he touches someone yeah i think so because then he can transform himself into other people yeah. which he tr he transforms himself into all the other straw hats, 
And then he's then he says it's not only my face. And then he turns to Nami and then he flashes the crew, which is yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't but, remember yeah. why Sanji's not there, but I'm, I remember Sanji not being there. He's, I think he's just asleep in uh, a cabin or he's cooking or something, but he's okay. just implicitly not there. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> which, which. Mr. Helps Two out. does not touch Sanji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, neither of them know that they're trying to murder each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's great. So, a cup, what else happens? One of the faces he does, like, triggers Vivi. Yeah, he. He's like switching his face, and then he changes into her father while entertaining the rest of them. And she, she like gets that scared anime face, like, "Oh my god, I just, I just saw something awful." Mm-hmm. And she, she kind of knows what's going on. Then that he's involved with a uh, broke works. Yeah, which sort of immediately out the gate is like, well, they're gonna go away with some serious shit. Um, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he can just look like the the king of alabaster. Yeah, um, and sound like them too. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. I don't think you've seen that be used yet. I don't. Have you seen Mister Two since then? Uh, yes, a couple okay. times. Okay. The... Yeah, we we didn't mention um at the opening of the episode. You only watched the first half of Alabasta. Yes. Um, we watched up to episode 110. I say we. I just I'm just here. <laughs> um, I'm behind on One Piece actually. <laughs> But, uh, okay, so, and then they get to the Alabaster then, right? Yep, or, but bef- a couple things before, uh, they when landed. Do they, when do they draw the mark on their arm? They put the bandages on after, like, right after, um, Mr. Two leaves their ship. And okay. then she, Vivi tell, like, lets him know what's going on. And that, they're like, oh no, since he can transform into us. They didn't, I don't think they explicitly said this is why they're doing it. But mm-hmm. I think they put the bandages on their arms so that if they're in a situation where Mr. Two tries to trick them, they can tell who's who. Because they'll have the, the bandages. Yeah. And it's a symbol of their friendship as well. And that yeah. cool, kind of like in Yu-Gi-Oh, how they drew the smiley face on their mm-hmm. hands together. Yeah. <laughs> that um, That's going to come back, and you're going to cry. I was going to let you know oh, that. No. Um, oh, no. And then, so, next time we'll talk a bit more about it. Um because it's also very important to me. <laughs> uh, so pretty quickly, things just start happening, I guess. There's a there's a filler episode about the, the rain powder. Yeah, so... But it's, it's, it's filler, but also, like, that's a real thing that's important to the plot of Alamance. Yeah, so while they're... When they land, they see Mr. Three's ship, and they kind of panic, but then they realize that since... The, at, at the port town, so since... Mr. Three hasn't seen Sanji or Chopper because Sanji was off doing who knows what and Chopper wasn't part of the crew. Yeah. Um, they send uh, those two into the town to get them like food, supplies, and appropriate clothing for the environment. Mm-hmm. And um, goofy stuff happens like uh, Sanji getting distracted by pretty ladies and Chopper can't handle the heat so he falls asleep in a caravan. Mm-hmm. Which is how how we meet uh, Lashes, that ca- the super cool camel. Lashes is good. <laughs> and then while that's going on, Luffy's wandering around trying to find food or water, and he finds a whole uh, some guy in the desert with a whole stash of dance powder. Well, he just we don't know it's dance powder when he finds it, but yeah. And he first he tries to eat it, and then because it tastes bad, 
he thinks he needs to burn it all to get <laughs> rid of it. <laughs> Which is really funny. This isn't good to me, so it must be destroyed. <laughs> yep. And then after he throws it all in the fire, the guy in the hut um, comes out and uh, sees what's going on, which causes a a big but really short rainstorm. And then after uh, losing to a fight with Luffy, he explains that um, what the dance powder is and that it's it you you burn it and it creates rain for a land. And he's planning on using it to profit off the lack of water in the area. But Luffy, kind of being clueless, doesn't realize that. <laughs> well, the guy thinks that Luffy will report him. And so he, like, offers him food and sends him off. And then as Luffy's leaving, he's like, Oh, I, I, I wouldn't bother with the Navy or anything. I'm a pirate. They don't like me very much. And the guy's just yeah. like, Oh, no. <laughs> I did all God that for nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. So what, I think pretty quickly then, um, we're introduced to Ace, right? Yeah, so when they're in the town, um, yeah, Smoker um, goes into the restaurant to see if he's seen Luffy. And comes across Ace, who uh, <laughs> was asleep while eating a bunch of food. What a great character trait. I wonder <laughs> who's similar to that. <laughs> he goes to eating, so the, they go in there, and they recognize that he's um he has a tattoo of, of uh, Whitebeard Pirates on his back. Mm-hmm. And that, um like, I, Smoker, she go to, like, confront him about what he's doing there and everything. Because I'm not sure if it's said, but I think Whitebeard is one of the government-sanctioned pirates. Um, he is not, but okay. he, I would say he's a bigger deal than that. Yeah. He is about where Shanks is at. So, okay. Um, <laughs> big deal. He was friends with Gold Roger, so. Okay, yeah. And, um, they, kind of, they find out what he's doing there, and he says he's looking for his brother, and he shows the, like, I know he says he's looking for someone, and... Uh, L- Luffy, knowing that he has, <laughs> seeing it's a restaurant, uses uh, his Goma Goma rocket to launch himself into the restaurant. <laughs> and then he, he launches Smoker and Ace through the walls. Um, <laughs> after Ace says he's looking for his brother, and you're like, oh, is his, he's his brother. And it, they, they do kind of look similar and dress similarly, so you could kind of make that assumption. But mm. now you know for sure. And then it's, they're it's both fi- fucking rocketed out of the building. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a... <laughs> right after, it just turns into like a goofy slapstick thing since he launched him through. And Luffy, while gorging himself on food in the restaurant, has no idea what he just did or what's going on. Yeah. Like, like he didn't know. He's like, why do you guys have a hole in your whole bunch of holes in the wall? We get to see... um. Luffy, not Luffy, we could see Ace and Smoker fight, which, uh, which that was really cool. cool. <laughs> um, yeah, because Ace has, um, a Logia double. <laughs> kind of the only way that they can deal with each other. But yeah, he has what some people think is, like, the strongest double fruit. That's what it, it really looks like. Uh, yeah, because he, it's a Logia, but it's with fire. Because <laughs> um, so it's it, pretty good. I, I could assume that's probably the same thing Crocodile has, but with sand. You are correct. But um, something I like with, with Ace's Devil Fruit power, it it doesn't look like there's any like limit to how he can use it or how much fire he can produce. No, he's uh pretty good at using that. 
Um, <laughs> I don't remember uh, like how long he's had it in terms of years, um, but he he's pretty good at using it. <laughs> but yeah, so he is and... um, part of Whitebeard's crew. I think they talk about that. Yeah, they do. After they like, uh, he distracts Smoker long enough for them to for the Straw Hats to get back to their ship. While they're escaping, Luffy kind of stays behind with him and is talking to him about what's going on yeah, between I, I them, think, which is just a nice like yeah it doesn't moment. immediately be like join my crew yeah <laughs> and um he and that's something that i i don't know if this is going to be elaborated on i feel like it probably will because there's 700 <laughs> more episodes almost which is that's kind of the weird spot of it where it's like huh i wonder if this is gonna change because it might but i thought it was strange that while luffy being the younger brother he like has his sights set on being king of the pirates with his own mm-hmm. crew and everything uh ace seems pretty devoted to uh whitebeard and saying he's gonna help him become king of yeah, the pirates uh... like in in like a longing mm-hmm. like fatherly figure you, kind of way you, you definitely me. hit the nail on right on the head there uh, and there's a lot to be said on that, but in like a hundred, not a hundred, more like 400 episodes. Um, so oh not as long of a No, way. no. Um, it's not like just recently happening, but yeah. definitely worth the wait. You're going to be very satisfied and, um, hmm. probably some other feelings. <laughs> um, yeah. So Ace, what does Ace talk about? what he's doing like why is he not with whitebeard right now um i think he mentions he mentions it a couple times people i think to luffy he says he's just here looking for a pirate named blackbeard okay do you remember that name because we we talked about blackbeard in the last episode the two people from drum island the witch was saying she said something about like someone and then blackbeard that's what they're calling him now these days or something like that Oh, okay. Yeah, because Blackbeard is, um, it's it's like an epithet yeah. the way, um, like, Whitebeard isn't. Yeah, no, Blackbeard's just a guy who's fucking shit up right now, but he fucked up Drum Island. Okay. Um, and we briefly okay. hear about him. But yeah, so Ace continues to look for Blackbeard. Um, he does some stuff before he leaves Alabaster. Yeah, that, that comes up a bit later. He kind of, he helps them mm-hmm. along with their, for a little bit, like, a really cool montage of their being... A crazy blockade by the navy to try and keep the straw hats from mm-hmm. going out, and Ace just destroys it with his tiny yeah. boat and his crazy powers. And I don't know if that's just a thing that keeps happening where important pirates have really tiny little dingy boats. Uh, yeah, Mihawk. I think it's just well. a lot of people who are traveling by themselves just are like, you know, I don't mm-hmm. need a big boat. It's just me. With the exception yeah. of Luffy, who continues to have a small crew and boats way bigger than they could ever need. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think it, it. I don't know if it's an intentional thing, but it kind of adds on to like their power that like they don't need a big boat; they just need themselves mm-hmm. and a way to get there. Absolutely, I love I love watching Ace <laughs> tear shit up. The percentage of One Piece that is Ace tearing shit up is not nearly high enough. Um, and it's <laughs> it's unfortunate, but it's it's kind of like. Did you see Dude. the the Godzilla movie, the American one? Where, unfortunately, it, okay, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Godzilla in that movie where he's barely there, but it's so <laughs> fucking great when he's there. <laughs> yeah. That's Ace. Ace is Godzilla. See, they just, they just need to make a Hidekiano Ace movie. God, that would be so fucking sweet. <laughs> um, 
I would love for uh, Anno to do like a One Piece movie. <laughs> Jesus. That would be incredible. Uh, fuck. Now I can't think about the rest of this <laughs> art. Um. <laughs> okay, so since Ace is traveling from, they do land somewhere. And they're these weird, it's, it's a small thing, but they're really cute. The weird turtle oh, walrus yeah. creatures. The, the Kung Fu Dugan. Yeah, <laughs> what you're like looking up to Luffy like a hero, and they're like practicing doing like a kata thing, and it's really adorable. Mm. I love those little fuckers. <laughs> they're great. That's something that's it's always like small minor things, but in One Piece they have a really they do a really good job of setting up just neat environment things, mm -hmm. like the hike the hiking bears in on Drum Island. That there's massive bears with a pickaxe that when you walk by them you. Just bow and continue on your way. Yeah, just just <laughs> it, it feels like a real culture. It's great. Yeah. Um or that's a small thing they mentioned earlier is when they were on the ship and after Luffy ate all the food. <laughs> yeah. Um there was a, a giant catfish that popped up and Luffy wanted to murder it so he could eat. Mm. And Vivi stopped him because they're very important to Alabasta's culture. And it's like, huh. They don't need to set these things up, but it helps. Yeah, it just, it, I don't know, it feels good and real. It's like watching other anime, I don't come out knowing like nearly as much about yeah. the, the world and the real place. And uh, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a real nice touch. Like every time. They, they find, uh, they, they go to find a city, but it's just buried in the desert. Which that's this... where Vivi and Nami ex like, implicitly explain dance powder. Okay, this is Yuba, right? Uh, no, it's Irumalu. Yuba, oh, okay. Yuba's later on. They go to after, yeah. But at this one, basically what Dance Powder does, like I said, you burn it or whatever, and it causes rain to appear. But what it actually does is it, like, pumps up the cl already existing clouds mm -hmm. to make them fall rain on the area. And it's said to cause, like, prosperity and, like, terror because... Because you're causing rain to fall down on that spot, the clouds aren't going to progress to where they normally would and then drop rain. So, so you're basically it's going to fucking over other people and the environment. Yeah. <laughs> and then they explain what's going on in Alabasta, which this is like, this is when I was just hooked into this whole crazy conspiracy plot mm -hmm. that they've been weaving for what feels like almost 50 episodes now. <laughs> yeah. God, you're, where... you're going to love um, Water 7. <laughs> <laughs> where Alabasta, the only place where there's ever rain, there's ever consistently rain, is in the capital city of Alabarna. And for a while, the, the place had just been going through a strange drought. And that at one of the port towns, uh, someone was carrying a, a whole bunch of supplies for the capital city. And something happened, and it turned out it was a bunch of dance powder. And everyone would. Think, was starting to think that because of the dance powder, that's why the capital city's the only thing that's been getting <laughs> rain, yeah. and everyone else is being screwed over, while it's just the place has been going through a strange drought, and Crocodile's using that to enable rebel troops, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah, it's, wor it's worth mentioning <laughs> that um, dance powder is, like, illegal. Um, yeah, it's, no because one's of allowed, that reason. Yeah, no one's allowed to have it, but Crocodile does it anyway. Um, and smuggles it in and uh, creates this sort of like, like he's playing for both sides basically. Yeah. He's creating a war single-handedly. 
Yeah, and which... both sides look up to it. <laughs> and it, it, I don't know if it's intentional, like, but it, it kind of plays into his appearance, how he looks like a scary mafia boss kind of guy mm-hmm. who can do all this shady stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, Crocodile's hot. Hundred <laughs> percent. And he's he's got the the he's got like a pirate look about him too, just with the big like the big hook, the hand. big hook hand, and, and the like big the scars cigar. on his face. Yeah. Uh, oh man, it's he's this good. is what stuff just starts getting really good. Yeah, it's like, it's <laughs> it's just a like a full sprint from here on out. <laughs> yeah, they continue vent- venturing through the desert and just some deep stuff in the. They find out about Alabasta, like there's horrible birds that pretend to be dead or injured and then steal all your stuff for whatever reason. Sure. <laughs> in this, um, there's also like crazy sarlacc pit looking plant monsters in the desert. Yeah, the desert's just very unforgiving. There's horrifying sandstorms that can kill you. It's hot and then it freezes at night. It's just, Alabasta doesn't seem like a very pleasant place to live. No, it's got some... It's got some uh, some challenges. People seem to like it. The the people that care about it. Yeah. So there's that. And then something I've been wondering about this, and I don't know if they'll ever touch up on exactly what it is, or it's not something that's that important. But it feels weird that the Grand Vine sounds like this like fabled terrifying place, mm-hmm. but there's still people who just live in the Grand Vine normally, like they're not in a scary, terrifying ocean. I mean, it's just kind of like like the world still exists. Um, yeah, I would say um, hmm. where it's like, oh, it's too dangerous to live there, but it's like people live there. Like it's just like pe- oh, okay. people exist everywhere. Um, yeah, and well, it's the the <laughs> thing that like made it see. I suppose this is also because of uh, Dracula just be, kind of being a dick. But yeah. <laughs> um, how Don Krieg he spent like a day or or like a week or something mm-hmm. in, and his ship was like falling apart. His whole crew is like starved and about to die. It, but yeah, I suppose it, that could be because there are people who pray at the opening for people to jump in the Grand Line. And yeah, it, and it also feels up. a lot like men- <laughs> mentality as well. Because um, I mean, Don Krieg is like a shithead. He's he's not gonna yeah. persevere. He's gonna back out and you know, yeah, be a, be a dill hole. To have the gumption to, mm-hmm. the, to the, do the it. gum gumption. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I thought you were setting up for that. I I'm sorry. Um, nope, I'm not that clever. <laughs> so, so it, Ace is still there. Yeah, they with this uh, with these like two filler episodes, they kind of got split off. Oh, between different groups. Yeah, so. They found sand pirates, and uh, Luffy kind of destroyed their ship because, all because of huge misunderstanding. They like kidnapped Nami and Vivi, and he he like broke their ship, getting them back. And they're all like, "Hey, hey, hey! We're not. None of us are bad guys. Let's let's all get along." Yeah. I think it's neat that there are sand pirates, even if it's probably something that doesn't get touched back on since this is filler. Mm. But while they're uh doing this ace is fighting some weird lizard thing by himself <laughs> yeah i i vaguely glanced over the episode titles and it was like scorpion man and i was like all right great sure well that that's that's a little bit later oh is it so there's, yeah, a, there's another fighting. lizard man so the scorpion man is like a name while 
with this lizard that's just like this weird upright human sized lizard with a dumb face. Oh sure. <laughs> yeah. But in in this um in this like two episode filler arc that happens, we get some nice information. They people to get across the desert faster use like these weird sand boats to get across. Mm-hmm. And while Luffy was a uh, they they go with a member of the pirate crew to be like, hey, there's gonna be wood over in this town, so we can fix up our boat. And they agree too, cause it's kinda ruined it for them. And uh, Vivi is saying that the reason why she's so good at it is because once she visited the town as a kid, the people of the town gave her one as a gift. And then they arrive at the town, and then you start crying because it shows a flashback to her to that happening, and. One of the people, one of the girls that's with them and was part of the pirate crew was a little girl who was a part of that village and gave her the boat and rem- blatantly remembers Vivi saying something about, like, the king and her will always be there if anything bad happens to help them. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad because the whole nation's falling apart. It's really sad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things. <laughs> And the similar thing happened in the next, next episode, too, about, like, how the nation is just, like, kind of falling apart, and it's just, it's, re- it's just really sad. It's, it's sad. Pretty sad. <laughs> um. uh, uh, on the lighter side, though, in that episode, they also showed that there's grand dung beetles, which have just make massive balls of poo, that kill at least a hundred people a year. <laughs> Yeah, such a lighter note. It's <laughs> <laughs> so this is goofy. Going from that to being a threat to, uh, oh, the whole nation's falling apart. Yeah. And then there's that similar thing in um the next episode where Ace is back with him and he goes into uh he, he goes into a town to find out that people, I'm not sure if it, if they're actually rebel soldiers or they're claiming to be rebel soldiers, I think they're just like guys who joined up with it and don't do much. They're hiding out in a smaller town and kind of draining them of food and supplies by saying they're protecting the village while, uh, since they're not being attacked after they arrive there, coincidentally, and Vivi hears about it and wants to test them because, well, the people of the village themselves aren't believing in might not be believing in the kingdom they still want to feel safe like they're not anti uh her fam anti the royalty they're more concerned about their own safety at this point mm-hmm. and she basically has the straw hats put them through a, a test to see like if they'll stand by them and if these guys will kind of change and we get this nice inspirational thing of like the Straw Hats saying that, like, there's a port of pirates heading for the town, and the Straw Hats and Croach looking all terrifying, which I think helps with Chopper looking like a giant muscle horrifying monster. <laughs> and they get into a fight, and after Luffy punches him, he kind of, like, the guy remembers to when he was a kid, seeing all the soldiers of the Royal Army, and thinking, man, I want to be as powerful as them, and they kind of build up the courage to stand up for themselves and stop being shitty assholes. And it makes Vivi happy that even though they're not, they're, they're still trying to be good people despite all what's going on in the country. Okay. Yeah. And was that, and, uh, was that filler? I don't remember. That was. Okay. Though it, it helped, ex- it, it's one of those things like these don't completely feel like filler because it helps expand the whole world. Mm-hmm. It's, it's better than like 
the short filler arc where <laughs> they completely forget about everything that happened. But wait, it's... the Millennial Dragon? Yeah, kind of. Like I, I was thinking about it last night after like looking over my notes, and you were right about she can talk to animals, and then they are surprised that it can happen later when Chopper can talk to animals. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> "What? I can't believe it." Um, <laughs> then after episode one hundred, which we reached one hundred, you did it. Um, we're almost and... to eight hundred. <laughs> yeah, we uh we get a nice flashback episode that talks about vivi's past and it's it's a really nice episode even though it gets a little scary towards the middle of it but find out in alabarna there's there's this kid who just comes up and like starts berating vivi's father about the places needing help and everything and his father apologizes and they're like it's whatever it's it's fine he's just a kid it's good that he's standing up for these things and we cut to them, like, multiple times, uh, like, first time of hip, the kid walking down in the castle and getting into, like, a weird argument with Vivi. And then they get into a fight in the town, like, just a dumb kid fight. Yeah. Where if she wins, she has to, he has to make her the leader of their little kid gang. Or, and if he wins, basically, she, she'll join up as a regular member, which I think is... <laughs> funny because either way she's in mm-hmm. but after the fight they um she becomes like the the vice president co-captain whatever and it's just nice and cute seeing um the kids getting along and like it shows her talking with her dad like oh he's over there and then they go and meet him igarapa sh- walks by and it's sad because uh, he shouldn't be dead but rip it he's like since he watches over her as her bodyguard and it's just funny, like, since they need to keep an eye on the princess as she's so little, they're, like, sneakily walking by in dumb disguises. He's like, oh, hey, want to stop for dinner? He's like, no, I got I got to keep an eye on her. He walks off, and then her father walks by, and they're like, oh, my God, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Is there anything we can do for you? And he's just like, shh, I need to follow my daughter. He just keeps <laughs> sure. going. But, uh, unfortunately, uh, scary things have to happen because it's a flashback scene. Yeah, flashbacks um, are never good. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh, she, Vivi gets kidnapped by these big scary guys who are planning to use her as a ransom. The her All her friends kind of confront them and attack onto the guys and take care of them to help her get away. And in the middle of all the scuffling and fighting, uh, her friend Kozu gets uh, cut in the face. They are able to capture these evil bad guys, but kid's horribly injured and has a scar on his face. Which, when I saw that happen, I was like, oh no, this kid's crocodile. Oh no. Like, <laughs> I was really scared that's what it was going to be, because that'd be extra fucked up. Yeah. But the way they made it, it's even more sad. <laughs> Instead of being scary, it's just sad. Where, because of uh, the kid saving his daughter, the king gives uh, him and his father a new piece of land to help create a settlement. And what is Yubo, what they're heading towards right now. And uh, as they're walking towards it, they're like, huh, so uh, have you seen him in a while? Where is he? He's like, well, he's the leader of the rebel army, and that's where we're heading right now. It's, ow. <laughs> but in the next filler episode, um, is Ace versus Scorpion Man. Um, Such a good title. Across... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we come across uh, this old man who's trying to, He's he spots Ace, and he's gonna turn him in for bounty because ace has a crazy bounty on his head yeah he does <laughs> <laughs> that happens when you fucking roll with a white beard um i don't 
I don't know if, how much it was. I don't know if the one on the wiki is probably the most accurate currently or if it's something that's changed. It says the one it says is 550 million. I think it was a little bit less when they mentioned it in the episode. Yeah, I think it was less than that. Yeah. But it was a while. It was a really high amount. And he's like, eh. people immediately see him want to take down just for all that money. And he has a goofy ostrich with him. Yeah, sure. It's kind of. We're not. Who's <laughs> his companion for bounty hunting or whatever. While no one in the crew knows what's going on. Because while he's trying to shoot at Ace and everything. Um, he uh, keeps getting like his shots messed up. Or like this weird rocket launcher cannon thing is. The fuse stops because his ostrich ate it. But they're just kind of all <laughs> hanging around, talking, being the straw hat crew. He has a conversation with Vivi about how, how like, Vivi didn't understand when she first joined how such a dysfunctional crew actually got along. Because they do show them all fighting almost constantly. Yeah. But she said as she spent time with them, uh, she started to understand. And Ace was like, yep, that's Luffy for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... They have some food stolen them by some kids. Uh, one of the kids goes to shoot at Ace, and Ace stops the bullet because he's that good at fighting. Yeah. And <laughs> the kids tell them about this old man that they're going after that th- they want Ace to put up with. And the old man is the same guy who's trying to hunt Ace. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out the old man is their father. And they lived in, like, this place called the Badlands or something like that, which is just a horrible, awful, desolate place to live. And I mean, it, it's, it's called Badlands. Um, <laughs> yeah. Appropriately named. <laughs> Does it come up later, or is this just a filler uh, thing? I think it's just a filler thing, but oh, okay. it, it is called Badlands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it says non-canon, but, so. Okay, but... It, it, this is just a sad story of the, the kids are one of the, the younger brothers like sad because they're hungry and the older brothers don't cry dad gave up his dream of bounty hunting for us and then the dad overhears he's like don't worry i'll go get us money by doing this and uh yeah it's it's sad um oh yeah the old guy also met up with luffy accidentally because this crew got scattered of course and luffy has to accidentally make friends with the bad guy god that happens a lot <laughs> Not not only do they often get split up, but Jesus, he's always making friends with bad guys. But he he's like, I'm a famous bounty hunter. I've caught this guy and this guy, like, and one of them that I think is funny was the name Hell Battler Luther. Sure, which sounds like, which sounds like a weird Twitter name. <laughs> oh man, that's great. But Ace finds out that this guy made up a fake story about capturing Blackbeard to get Ace to Alabasta so he could mm. get capture Ace. And then after Ace finds this out, everything's all resolved. The par- the kids forgive the dad. They're all a happy family again. Yay. Ace is like, well, since Blackbeard's not here, I better get off. Here, take this, Luffy. And he gives him a piece of paper. He says, this will bring us together again. And it's just a blank piece of paper. Yep. <laughs> Which, I hope that piece of paper doesn't cause me to cry. It will. You are going to cry a lot. (laughs) Specifically because of that piece of paper. (laughs) That's always good to hear. Um, And then he takes off. Yeah, uh, they don't talk about it for a very long time, though. Yeah. And uh, let's see. After that, the next episode, there's just some nice 
little crew conversations like Zoro and Chopper talking about like why they joined. Like it is a it is kind of a weird predicament that weird thing how they all have different goals and they're all part of the crew and Luffy kind of keeps them together what Zoro brings up. He's like, Hey, even though we have completely different goals here, we can kind of help each other out and mm-hmm. drive each other and chop it, it's always weird seeing Chopper have like those naive child conversations while he's in his big buff mode. Yeah. He, yeah, all, all the Straw Hats want to be the best at something, but yeah, they complement each other. They don't, like, have two people who are the best swordsmen. Um, yeah. So it, it it makes sense. It's good. It's great. I it, love them. It, it, <laughs> Happy it family. A dynamic that, it creates a dynamic that, like, we probably don't see, which I wouldn't be surprised if there's, like, a bizarro Straw Hat crew that's, like, more dysfunctional. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> where if you think on like a big pirate ship, there's going to be a lot of dissent and like jealousy, especially those big, big, big crews. Mm-hmm. And in this, it's it's just a small crew. Everyone has their own goal, so no one can try and one up each other. They just have fun and fight like a nice, happy family. Yeah, I mean, that nah, never mind. <laughs> I won't. Um. There's too much, like, that's the problem on that, is there's so much ahead that, like, I could bring something up, and then I hear, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> I mean, basically, um, yeah, yeah. They fall, they fall into some ruins, and then some stuff is brought up that yeah, comes Yeah, it's technically back. a filler episode. They just sort of fall in a hole in the ground, and there's a bunch of these random yeah. fucking rocks with, um, words on them that they can't read, uh... They're called Honoglyphs. Um, they're very, very important for the rest of the show. Um, and I guess they just wanted to sort of mention them a little bit earlier. So um, you'll you're, you'll see them again before the end of Alabasta. Um, but oh, okay. yeah, every, I, I didn't even know that was filler for a very long <laughs> time. <laughs> just because, like, it it's actually important. Um uh, see, when I watched it, like, as soon as it got done, I was like, I feel like that was filler, so I went and looked it up, because for the most part, it just felt like nothing really happened. Yeah, it was kind of just like, hey, we're going to pull you aside and give you some yeah. exposition, and then plop you <laughs> back up <laughs> to the story. Yeah. But it, it eh, I don't know if it's necessary to pace it that way, but it yeah. at least is about something that is important later on. It is nice that it's stuff that's established, like, even though... It, it's only a couple episodes later they established the dance powder as a thing. Yeah. Before they're just like, oh yeah, this is what's causing the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little, little touches like that are nice. Like, the Scorpion Man stuff is all filler, but now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, how did Ace figure out Blackbeard wasn't there in the manga? So, <laughs> I mean, cool, I guess. Um, and you get to learn a little bit more about Ace's personality, which is nice, too. So I think, now that Ace is gone, he's got the, the paper. I think he just folds it up and hides it in his hat and you well, never nami offers to sew it in his hat so he doesn't lose it oh, okay it's, uh one time one time happened it flew out of his hands and um lashes started to eat it mm. <laughs> yeah that's good there's a it, i want to talk a little bit about ace and like his dynamic with luffy is just it's so nice yeah let's just gush about <laughs> ace <laughs> ace is Ace is the coolest character to ever happen in any media ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you like him so much. Um, I really like his tattoo that looks like someone spelled his name wrong and then crossed it out. 
because um, it's A S crossed out and then C E. Um, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah, and he he has the white beard tattoo. God, Ace is so good. And you'll you'll learn more about Ace as time goes on. But like he's just sort of introduced and he's perfect, and he leaves. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, I miss just... that boy. Yeah, he he's like you can tell him and Luffy are brothers. They they both kind of look similar and they act similarly. Mm-hmm. Except he he acts like the older brother yeah. of it. And Luffy, even though it's you, he couldn't have assumed until then that um, Luffy definitely acts like a little brother. Yeah. <laughs> With my younger brother, I could definitely see that. Your your ace and Luffy. That dynamic. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. He's. I want to see him more. Mm-hmm. You will, because he seems, and he definitely seems to have like more of this sense of do-gooding than it is just to be a pirate. Like, yeah, he's very passionate about everything, and yeah, you'll you'll come to appreciate that more when you learn a bit more about his backstory. I think, um, but yeah, he. I'm glad that you picked up on um, his sort of like dedication to Whitebeard. Yeah, like because he, he he had it like like I said in. When he was bringing it up, like I'm gonna help him, help him become king. Mm-hmm. He just had like this, this look of like he just admires Whitebeard as like the perfect man, like a fa- the father figure he didn't have. Because since it's shonen, I imagine they both have ter- terrible father figures. So <laughs> I'm not gonna say a damn fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Ace Ace is great. Ace is fantastic. He's, he is his, he is definitely powers, an ace. His, his devil fruit power is great. Mm-hmm. And right after Ace leaves, and right before Dobby sews it in his hat, Luffy's. Th- it's only known to Luffy. He doesn't mention this before. Is that after Ace leaves, Luffy's like, "Oh yeah, he's my brother." And like, <laughs> they freak out that Luffy's <laughs> never mentioned a brother. That's that's before. such a that's such a Luffy thing though. Um, and like that's what that's it works so perfectly that Luffy would forget to mention that he has an older yeah brother. he doesn't really focus that, on a big deal himself <laughs> at all like he like the yeah. only part of his backstory and personality that he talks about is Shanks um, yeah like like he'll Shanks never bring up then... his brother he'll never bring up anything about um, his like family ever um, even though he yeah. knows a lot of it. Um, and there's some other stuff he doesn't know, but uh, yeah, it's 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 real good. <laughs> it's it, it's nice that like everything stupid Luffy does is completely in character. Yeah, and I'm never like, why is that happening? Mm-hmm. That's something that's so refreshing about watching One Piece is most of the time I'm never like, okay, I guess this is a thing now. I guess Zoro would do that. No, it's like I I get it all like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's just great. Ooh. Man, we have recorded way longer than usual, um, and I I <laughs> chuck it all up to being in love with Ace. <laughs> um, but yeah, as soon basically as soon as Ace leaves, stuff picks up a lot faster. Yeah, stuff kicks into action. Yeah, the Mister Zero calls for a a meeting for everyone in Broke Works, which he reveals who he is to the group. But we get to see the rest of the Baroque works that we haven't met. We get to see Mr. Four and Miss Merry Christmas, who um, I don't think 
they didn't show much, but he just he looks like he's a big guy and she's a, a big old woman, so haha. <laughs> and then we get to see uh Mr. One and his companion, um Miss Doublefinger. Um, yeah. And we get to see uh basically everyone who's around still meet up. Um and they there's obviously some weird infighting with the group because they're not an actual crew. They're just a bunch of people who are part of the same organization. Yeah, they're just sort of hired. <laughs> yeah. So we see, like, Mr. One and uh, Mr. Two, like, kind of fighting. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because Mr. Two is that, like, kind of goofy, flamboyant. He's doing, like, swan poses while dodging, getting punched. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, th- is Miss All Sunday there? Um. Yes. Okay. She's there with... Uh, with uh, Crocodile. Yeah. And Crocodile basically explains like he has one last thing for for them to do as a group. And he hands them a piece of paper. Um, which he says he's going to kick off uh, basically the everything that's going to tear this nation apart. And boy, what he does is horrifying. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, while this, is, while this meeting is going on too, Mr. Three shows up. And uh, up yeah, he... until this point, Crocodile, which I didn't even realize until they re-brought it up, uh, when Sanji talked to Crocodile over the transponder snail on the island, mm-hmm. he Crocodile just assumed that Straw Hats were taken care of, Mr. Three was alright, and um, basically he doesn't understand what was going on, so he drains all the life out of Mr. Three and throws him into a pit. Rip. Where he gets eaten by a banana gator. Fucking rip. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love the fucking <clears throat> banana gators. Which, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Why is this name Crocodile and then everything else is alligator related? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's because gators are easier to do puns with. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I don't, I, who cares? It's- it's okay. like it's a minor thing, but it's just goofy. Yeah. But um, Crocodile realizes what's going on and that his straw hat problem and Vivi aren't taken care of. Yeah, he's like, oh shit, let me revise this plan real quick. Yeah. They just need to kick everything into action, which Mister and Mister Two shows off the different faces, and since no one recognizes Sanji or um, Chopper. They just assume Chopper is their pet. Yep. <laughs> and Sanji is just some guy with them. He's not part of the crew. Or mm-hmm. he's just some not guy. Not part really. of the crew, yeah. Yeah. And Mr. Two realizes that he was on the ship of the enemy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is really goofy. But he, he sends them all off on their missions. And it's... Ugh. Man. <laughs> it, it all starts to happen. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile... Uh, they're at Yuba, and they find out that uh, the crew's at Yuba. They find out that the um, rebel army has moved because the city has been attacked by sandstorms a lot. But uh, the old man who's been there just keeps digging at it, and Vivi doesn't recognize him until he brings up. He's like, "Oh, you probably don't remember me," and then she does, and you just doesn't she just start sobbing? Her. Yeah, yeah. She 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 just like feels really bad. Yeah, she's like, oh then, shit, this is what happened yeah. to you. 
and while they're sleeping, Luffy really wants water, so he stays up with him digging for water, and uh, kind of get more of it how, even though all the sandstorms have been happening, he still believes in the king. His son doesn't, but he still really wants to believe in the king, because the king Is hasn't he... done anything wrong. He's Koza's dad, right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, um... Koza's dad. He... Well, well, it shows... Um, it's a later flashback too, but uh, it kind of applies here. It, it shows their sentiment towards it, and it goes with the flashback episode. Okay. How he he uh, he just believes in the king, so he's like he's just gonna keep doing everything. He's he believes everything's gonna change and it, going go back to normal. And <clears throat> in one a flashback that Koza has, um, he uh, it shows him talking to the kings like. Please, even though we're going through this drought, just use dance powder so your people aren't dying. Mm -hmm. And he refuses to because he's like it's illegal, and it just brings it just brings more pain than it does joy. So it's going to be it's just going to cause more problems. And Koz is like at his end, want, trying to listen to his father, who's just telling him not to give up on the king. Yeah. Which I mean, hey, and, that's I mean that's pretty good though. Like. That he doesn't yeah. want to. It's like our perseverance is not so valuable that I'd fuck over someone else's. Yeah, it's it's something else with it when they show him Koza like in his military in like the rebel army stuff. Uh, two is um this little it's like small kid wants to join, and he goes Koza's like I hate the king I want to, I hate the king like you guys I want to join the rebel army I'm not scared and then he like are you sure and he he's like. They all, all the army just looks like downtrodden. Like, it's like this guy lost his arm. This guy lost this, this, this. It's like we're all absolutely terrified, but we know this is the only thing that we can do to get something done. Yeah, um, it's like it shows that the rebel army is when uh, Vivi's talking about like the rebel army and everything growing. It sounds more like a scary resistance being led by Crocodile. Yeah, but now we see it's it's more people at like their end. Yeah, like. like this is the only thing they can do. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of that episode is the part that's like too real where um, Vivi is like talking about how they need to, they want to, they have to stop everything, but they can't hurt anyone. They just want to have to stop Crocodile. And Luffy just fucking punches her in the face. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> and they're like, that she what she retaliates and starts like getting like an actual physical fight mm -hmm. and she's like crying and Luffy's telling her like at this point there's nothing we can do we can't just stop them we have to basically murder Crocodile for <laughs> any of this to stop yeah and, and I mean Luffy doesn't really kill anyone ever um, yeah ex I, except I, for he, in one movie that's not canon but they don't like explicitly kill but like we have to like hurt yeah. him badly They're... and there's probably other people that are going to get hurt yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> poignant to look at this now um yeah because it's like non-violence doesn't work unless the oppressor <laughs> has a conscience so sometimes yeah. you gotta punch some people in the face um pretty much <laughs> yeah and um i won't i won't you know i'll, I'll stay as subtle as that is but uh, <laughs> this is a this is a one piece podcast. So. This is a one piece <laughs> podcast. Um, but <laughs> it's it, it's just because Luffy explains to her that like because of the situation that's going on, 
people's lives need to be put on the line for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Since not her, hers doesn't have to, but since since what's going on, like he's willing to put his, the rest of the crew is, and then he he brings up like he like yells, her, "We're your friends, aren't you?" And he, like it shows like the bandages on their arms, and then she breaks down crying, and then I'm crying, and everyone yeah. else is crying. Oda's probably crying too. Yeah, like <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and oh man, they uh they just head bit straight towards uh crocodile's base, and it's this is one stuff is is fun. Smoker and Tashigi are in the town, and this is the second time it's happened. So I'm gonna assume it's gonna be a running gag where as soon as they get to the town. Uh, like the millions or billions or whatever of broke works instantly recognized, so they attack them, and Zoro's beating the shit out of them because they're just regular soldier guys, and Tashigi catches him and is like, why are you hurting these innocent regular citizens? Yeah. Similar to what happened with <laughs> Luffy. <laughs> How he started fighting Zoro because he thought he was beating them up after he gave them food. If that's a running gag, that's gonna be a good one, but and Zoro can't fight. Um, every time he comes across her, he can't engage with her because she looks too much like the girl from his past. Yeah. <laughs> Just with glasses. Smoker's there. Um, Smoker chases them into Crocodile's Casino, where they're caught. <laughs> Luffy's yelling inside the casino for Crocodile that he wants to kick Crocodile's ass, mm-hmm. which is just that he's what he's been screaming for like an entire episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's been screaming that for a while too. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's great. And they run into um, the casino and they get told to go to the VIP section. And it's the stupidest <laughs> fucking trap. They run into the VIP room because, like, Crocodile is giving this. There's two turds. It says left for VIP, right for pirates. <laughs> they're like, which one do we go down? Luffy's like, well, we're pirates. We gotta go down the pirate one. Yeah. <laughs> which is a trap door. <laughs> and, um, in there is one we find out about, like, the sea prism stone material metal yeah. stuff gems have we we've talked about it before right i think this is the first time it's brought been brought up has it because i know I, can... I know we've talked about it um i don't know if we called it sea prism stone um because it's also called kairoseki um and sea stone and what's smoker uses it a sword yeah this is this is this is one smoker brings it oh, up. Oh, okay. I probably just have told you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, when they're down in there, like uh, smoker puts his the tip of his sword on mm-hmm. Luffy, and Luffy's like, "I feel weak," like like when I go in water. And smoker explains that what it is, it like harnesses the energy of the sea mm-hmm. or whatever, and that that's what most like high class navy prisons are built out of. So that devil fruit <laughs> users can't get out. And then they're like, so this is probably what this one's made out of. He's like, yeah, it is. Yep. <laughs> and <clears throat> while they're trapped, um, Chopper and Sanji are just kind of wandering around the town. Um, Chopper inter- has an interaction with Tashigi, which is adorable. She helps him 
he helps her find her glasses because she can't see because she's Velma. And then <laughs> after she like thanks him for finding uh, her glasses and Sanji walks by and Chopper's doing that thing where he's like smiling and blushing. He's like, oh, you think I'd like you compliment me, you stupid human? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which that's always adorable. Um, we get to see uh, one of the armies um of alabasta's devil fruit power which he has like it was like a bird bird fruit yeah, or something it's which lets him turn into a bird but also wield guns so he can be like a flying bird shooting guns which That's is pretty fucking good. awesome yeah <laughs> uh we also get to see um we get to see miss all sunday's uh devil fruit power oh did she actually use the... it yeah she which hers is what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> the flower flower fruit and she can spawn arms on anything? <sighs> I I didn't really grasp it. Oh man. Um her power is kind of brokenly good. Uh That's that's what it feels like cuz all she says is like I can basically duplicate arms onto people and or I mean, like body I think she said body parts but arms are the only ones that really make sense at this point. Yeah, that's the only one she uses for a while, but... um, She can, like, basically restrain people from a distance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At an undescript distance, because the guy's, like, in the air flying at her, and she just makes arms wrap around him, Mm -hmm. which is terrifying. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's pretty OP. um, (laughs) To be honest. But I like it a lot. It's I I really enjoy it just because it's so. I feel like it's so much more unique than like anyone else's devil fruit. <laughs> At least for a while. Um, yeah, there's. It's nice with a lot of the stuff that we're seeing because they're like, especially in these last few episodes, they're just like dropping stuff down. Yeah. Like, all these different devil fruits. Um, I'm waiting for. I don't know how much longer, but I really want to get, like, to an episode where they actually explain the different types. We've been uh, exposed to these different types, and you've brought it up because you're at a point where you know the names of them. Yeah. But it hasn't been said in the anime yet. Yeah, have they not talked about Logia yet, or have they? They haven't. The only one they've mentioned is, by name, is the zone type, which is what uh, Chopper is. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I know they don't talk about what Luke, the type that Luffy has for a while. Um, yeah. I thought they mentioned Logia by now. It might happen before the end of Alabaster. I'm not sure. Because Luffy has to somehow figure out a way to fucking beat Crocodile. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, we'll see how that goes <laughs> pretty soon. But uh, I, I think with in his fight with uh, Crocodile, Crocodile kind of gives us a hint, but I'll get to that in a little bit and then after they capture Vivi and take her down to their casino into the terrifying room where Luffy and them are trapped and basically this is when we get to see everything just like shit hit the fan like the plan plan goes into motion it shows them at it shows the the castle at Alabasta where they found out that um Vivi is alive because Karu made it back which I'm glad I missed him I'm glad he's okay Karu is good basically because of that they hit they send up they sent uh, the bird guy to the current town they're at to help rescue her and stop Crocodile because she basically informs him everything. And the king's missing, 
like after he found out we don't know where the king is currently but it cuts to um the king and his army going towards the going towards the village where uh the rebellion army is and oh man this is <laughs> basically he he goes up there and at first i thought what i thought was going on because he's like it's me i'm i'm the king i've been using dance powder I, for the last two years i'm very sorry yeah. and i was like oh maybe the, the king understands what's going on and he's making himself he's turning himself in to just cr try and end the quarrel but then he starts like acting weird like doing things that is aren't he... in his very lightly established character yeah is he wearing something on his head no okay because that's he's a, a thing he makes yeah he makes goofy faces and I'm like, wait a minute, this yeah. is Mr. Two. <laughs> and from him doing that, he's just like pushing them. He's like, I apologize. Isn't that good enough? And then he says something about having to eradicate the evidence of the town. The Navy's there. And if they find out, everyone's gone. Yeah. And that causes um a big scuffle. Uh, Koza um, goes to kind of like engages them and gets shot, which causes... That's when, like, causes just a total eruption of, like, fighting and chaos to happen. And then also a giant ship got crashed into the town, which I don't understand what was going on with that, but it was from, I believe, Mr. One. That was his job, was to just crash a giant ship into the town. Right. <laughs> he could pull <laughs> and, it off easily. <laughs> and while they're escaping, um, Mr. Two puts on his headband and changes... And the kid we saw trying to join the rebel army sees him change from the king into Mr. Two. And it's like, hey, we're, you're being tricked. Everyone's being tricked. I gotta go tell him. But as he's trying to tell Koza, he gets injured and can't speak. So it just, the terrifying rebellion happens anyways. Yeah, like, a bunch of shit had, just starts happening. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's like we have to do one final assault towards the castle, and they're heading towards Alabarna. Also, uh, he's Crocodile isn't explaining it explicitly to Vivi, but he's saying like his plan is being kicked into motion. Mm -hmm. And can we has a key, can we he, mention that this is called Operation Utopia? Yeah, and how upsetting that is. <laughs> that's that's terrifying. Yeah. What is he? Like, what is his end goal? Yeah. Like, we, we, like, we don't have any clear thing. Like, it, it's, at first, like, when it's first introduced, we're like, oh, I was thinking in the terms of, like, Arlong, how he's one, he's one of those, he's similar to one of those government-sanctioned pirates, which I don't think Arlong was, but he had a deal going on. Yeah. Well, Crocodile is one of them. He is, so he can basically get away with this. Like, um, yeah. Smoker would which, get in trouble for trying to arrest him. Yeah, which I, which is, I think, it's something that's shown with Smoker, too, that Smoker doesn't give a shit, like. Smoker Smoke. hates all pirates forever. Yeah, Smoker and... doesn't like the program, wants to get rid of it, and yeah. basically his sense of justice is more important than any yeah. rules. <laughs> Which shows that even even though the Navy are kind of the bad guys, that Smoker's one of the gooder bad guys. Good, yeah. Um and I think <laughs> I think Crocodile is doing stuff that breaks the the rules of the pirates. Well yeah. Cro Crocodile does mention that like why is the Navy here? I'm I'm on your side, kind of. Mm -hmm. Like, but, um, God, this is, uh, yeah. like, he, 
he explains to Vivi that he has a crazy plan going on and that basically he, he has her tied up and drops has a key. He's like, you can free your friends or head towards your kingdom. And then he's like, oops, and drops it in the pit with the banana gator. Mm-hmm. And then water spilling in the room. So that would not only drown them, but if any attempt to get out, Luffy and Smoker would be Useless. extra dead. Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> just regular dead. Extra dead. Yeah. <sighs> they go outside to see what's going on because he got a call on the transponder snail from one of the millions saying they caught Sanji, which this is... This is something that's great. Yeah. And this is something you mentioned, too, uh, back in the... Whatever the arc was before Drum Island with the Giants. Yeah. Where I didn't I didn't notice it, but you, said, you asked if he, Sanji called himself Mr. Prince. Mm-hmm. And that's something um, Sanji has brought up a couple times now. I don't know if he mentions it ever again out of his own mouth. But yeah, he refers to himself as Mr. Prince when he comes back here. Yeah. And beats up some he, shitty bananas. Yeah. He, he first refers to Mr. Prince there. And then he also has um Chopper like in a like covered up like being a distraction by saying he's Mr. Prince. I probably I, I thought it was a little weird, but since you mentioned something about it, I'm sure it has some scary importance that will either make me cry or be like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because it, but... it kind of comes out of nowhere, and I'm just like, all right, cool, Sanji's trying to be a badass, um, and that's yeah. kind of the end of it. But <laughs> um. But... And, and while the, all this was going on, I was wondering where Sanji and Chopper are. Like, two minutes before he got the call on the Trunks Punch thing, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, like, <laughs> come on, Cause, get it together. Because <laughs> Sanji just seems to always be off doing his own thing. <laughs> I mean, he's he likes girls. <laughs> and that's, that's something I, I, I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit in this. Because it's, it's come up more, I like, this is a sidebar that I meant to do earlier, but right here works, is that I think with the, like, womanizing, like, girl-chasing trope, it works really well with how, like, Sanji never gets a reaction, or, like, Brock from Pokemon either never gets a reaction or turned down. Yeah, or punched. <laughs> yeah, or, like, they get punched, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. On the opposite end, and I, and I don't know if this is just because of lol American media or whatever, but... Uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character in How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. his like womanizing feature trait isn't that funny to me because it's successful. <laughs> it's constantly successful. Yeah, like, there's no joke in it. The the and... only remote joke about it is that Neil Patrick Harris himself is gay. That's yeah. the only part <laughs> of it that is remotely uh, and, <laughs> interesting. Um, and it, it and it kind of makes the trope feel a little bit more offensive when yeah. they're constantly succeeding. Well, when they're failing, like yeah, what they're doing is kind of shitty, but we get a laugh at them because yeah, they're the they're punch not line, succeeding not... With, with with being dumb. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, it that is... was just something I wanted to touch on. Yeah, it's come up it's, it's a good, it's a very good example. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if what subs, I I don't remember what subs um you're using, but. Okay. I'm using um, Hulu. I watched the. Not we are not we are sponsored not. by Hulu. Please sponsor us, Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I watched fan subs in 2014, uh, Sanji referred to the banana gators as "you shitty bananas," and I I think I think about that a lot. And I I, I was just hoping you would also see the phrase "shitty he bananas." Said, he said something goofy about them being bananas. Luffy also said something about them being bananas. 
<laughs> but and Usopp was like, I keep trying to tell you they're more alligator than yeah. banana. No, they're <laughs> like Luffy. Luffy can't understand the like <laughs> the difference yeah. between it, which is really good. But turns out Sanji wasn't actually caught. Um, it turns out um Miss uh Miss All Sunday actually has had a bounty on her head for 20 years, according to Smoker. She, which... she should be older than that. Because that would make her, like, 29. That That's what that's what Let me Smoker said. That's what the subtitles explicitly said. That, yeah. <laughs> she's, that she's had a bounty on her head for either 20 years or, like, almost 20 years. Of 70 million. And that's the same as Crocodile's bounty, which it's, is also 70 yeah, million. Yeah, I guess she was only 28. Good. Yeah, because I know she got her bounty when she was nine. Um, yeah, she's only twenty-eight <laughs> at this point. Um, I can't believe Chopper's bounty is that low. He must have become <laughs> a a government-sanctioned pirate like pretty early on, because it should be a lot higher than that. Yeah, like with and what what Smoker mentions, which I think is this is a this kind of expands it, makes it really wild. Is that he thinks because they're both pirates with equal bounties that this is more than just like a government mm-hmm. coup or anything like this? Like there's something bigger going on. Oh man, is um, there? And yeah, <laughs> you won't even really get it when it's explained. <laughs> and uh, Sanji jumps in and saves the day. Yeah. He, uh, again, he kicks the shit out of the banana gators, and when he he beats up the one that swallowed the key. It also swallowed a giant wax ball, which Mr. Three was in, <laughs> and then I he mean, drank water. That explains how he lived. <laughs> yep. I forgot about and that. I'm glad, after, I'm glad after this that I probably won't have to see his stupid fucking face anymore because I'm tired of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's very unpleasant. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> especially with this, he's just like a shitty dude. It's just like not in like a ooh that's a, that's a cool bad guy. He's just frustrating yeah. almost. Um, I mean, I won't. He, he don't get your hopes too high. Hmm? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a while. He he like he picks up the key and then he's he like figures out from analyzing the situation that the key is important and he throws it into the water with all the banana gators. <laughs> And it, and Sanji beats the shit out of him, but we switch over to Crocodile, who has found out that not much is going on, and that he's coming back to the room because he has the real key, so it doesn't okay. matter anyways because they're all going to die. And Sanji just uh, beats up Mr. Three and has him use his wax hand to unlock the key. Nice. <laughs> and then beats him up some more and leaves a note on him. <laughs> for uh, Crocodile, which on the note he says, he he signs off as Mr. Prince. Good. Which, it's something that's coming up more. Mm-hmm. I don't and at the end, think they talk about it like ever after Alabasta, <laughs> but I, I wonder if Oda did it intentionally for any reason. Um, for reasons that I sort of know, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if like they're gonna pull back to it or not. Once they escape after like a whole bunch of water, and the entire building is collapsing, and we see that Smoker saved as well, and um, basically, because that Smoker like confronts Zoro, is like, "Hey, 
why'd you save me? And Zoro explains, hey, if it was up to me, I would have let you die. But Luffy, Luffy said to save you because you haven't, basically because you haven't actually done anything to us and you're all, well, shouldn't just let people die. Yeah. Because Luffy's not a complete horrible person. Luffy's and a good person. <laughs> yeah. And then Spoker, like, he, 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 points his like weird sort of thing at Zoro like so you won't mind if I do my job here then and you think oh no he's still gonna arrest Zoro anyway because he's a complete dick mm-hmm. but instead like he lets them get away and then he contacts um he tells one of his subordinates to be like hey contact the navy we need a whole bunch of ships and troops and like and he tells them that crocodile's government sanctioned he's not the your superiors aren't gonna listen to him. It's like, do you think I give a damn about what the superiors have to say? I mean, it's gonna be hard to explain. I'm sure what Crocodile's doing is probably outside the reins of what he's allowed to do. We uh, has it been explained exactly what the government sh- sanctioned pirates can do, mm-hmm. but and they uh yeah, I think more or s- less he's he's not allowed to um overthrow <laughs> a government um. <laughs> Because there's... From what it seems like, they're just kind of there to deter more piracy? Yeah, but no one... No one takes <laughs> it <way>. that way. Because <laughs> that, that's what it comes across to me. is like, hey, you guys are a big deal. If you can discourage these other people from doing illegal things... It's mainly just can... not fucking with the government that they want yeah. to happen. Because <laughs> the crews are like big enough to a point where they pose a threat to the military. Yeah, and... At this point, um, if Crocodile were to succeed in taking over Alabasta, then he would, in turn, no longer be... He would be taking a spot that is held in the world government. Because, you know, you're a king of a kingdom, it's the world government. Alabasta is one of the countries in that government. So, it probably breaks the rules. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's probably why he has the the codename of Mr. Zero as well. Um, <laughs> so he could get this far. <laughs> yeah, they uh they escape and head str- they're heading straight towards Alabarna. Um, Lashes and Chopper found a giant crab to take them there. Yes, <laughs> they're scuttling off. And uh, in this last episode we watched, Crocodile tries to take Vivi off, but a uh, Luffy gum gum rockets and switches spots with her, saying, "You need to go. I'll take care of Crocodile here." <laughs> and sends him off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh man. And Crocodile throws down this weird hourglass knife thing, which is like a cool badass move. Like I can only I can give you three minutes. What's three there's, minutes of playtime. There's another like shonen-y badass thing that that's reminding me of, but I can't place it. And I'm pretty sure it's a boss fight in a video game. It's, I think it's Metal Gear Solid Three. That sounds like but a pretty Metal sure. Gear Solid thing. Or Crocodile is a pretty Metal Gear Solid character. <laughs> yeah, where he's just like, five minutes is all I can give to play with you or mm-hmm. something like that. That kind of thing. And like, with with this showdown, right before too, Crocodile's talking to Miss Olsenay and says, like, talking about what's going on, and then he calls her Nico Robin. I know who Robin is because I've seen pictures of, uh, of updated Straw Hat crews, but it's it's interesting to see all this going on and finally, like, get the like, name attributed. Yeah, and you're like, oh, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. How does that How does yeah. that happen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they just have a big fight where Luffy can't do anything to Crocodile. I mean, how could he? <laughs> yeah. It's... And from... 
And he's also making Crocodile mad because he's doing goofy things while fighting him, like trying to eat him. <laughs> when he doesn't try to eat him, he takes like a huge bite out of him and like it just pisses Crocodile off that he's being that Luffy's treating it like a joke, which Luffy's not, he's just goofy. Basically Crocodile explains to him what his power does is that he can control sand and he can also detect like faults in the sand and cause like sandstorms and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's it's a lot. It's after he like so drains them he can drain the moisture out of people. Yeah. And after he drains the moisture out of Luffy's arm, he Luffy drinks that water that he got all the way back in Yuba. Mm-hmm. And he's saving for something important. And uh, Crocodile, hearing this, gets like the evil smile and sends a horrifying sandstorm that way, which pisses Luffy off. So he gets angry and tries to beat up Crocodile. And Crocodile basically just explains to him, you can't stop me. I'm super strong, and what I'm going to do is going to work. And just fucking stabs him. <laughs> yeah, he just straight like, up murders Luffy. <laughs> completely impales Luffy. Like, holy shit. Yeah, like, it goes to that, like, very anime, like, silhouette, and all you see is, like, Luffy dangling in the air with a giant hook and through him. Red background. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I know what that means. That means bad. <laughs> yeah. The the next episode preview showed Luffy trying to climb out of a hole so he's not dead, but I don't know how Luffy's going to get fixed up by Chopper in time to yeah murder a crocodile. Yeah, uh, things look pretty bleak for Luffy right now. Yeah, because the main thing is basically the only person who can stop the rebellion is if Vivi can talk to Koza because of their childhood bond. She's pro- he'll hopefully listen to her, mm-hmm. and he'll realize what's been going on. And we have to hope that that happens. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. Um, here's here's a really interesting thing that I haven't we haven't really been able to do. Uh, this is the first arc we've split into two parts, and we just finished discussing the first part. Um, what? How do you think Luffy's gonna do it? <laughs> like, how do you think they can stand up I, against Crocodile? Well, I don't know. In, in the fight of Crocodile, the only thing I can think of is Crocodile mentions that he's unbeatable in the desert where it's dry and there's sand everywhere. So the only thing that that comes across for me is that you have to use water to stop him. Because not only does that stop any devil fruit user, but if you if you get a bunch of sand, it's all grainy. But if you pour water on it, you can get like huge clumps of it together. So you just solidify him with water. I don't know how they do that, or if that's what they do. Yeah, because he makes sense to me. Because he kind of goes out of his way to make water not in this country. <laughs> um, yeah. So. That could that could also be like a weird like paranoia thing too like, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is oh man, oh man, you excited? You excited to watch the uh, rest of it? I am. <laughs> yeah, so Luffy's dead. Um, Smoker seems more focused on Crocodile than Luffy. Um, yeah. So things are gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I hope you look forward to seeing how they deal with Crocodile, seeing what I do. fuck happens to ne- <laughs> see what happens to Nico Robin. Um, and I guess, I guess to be continued. Uh, yeah, to be continued. Oh, and one more thing. How the fuck did four kids do this? <laughs>